I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. Welcome back to the BU Find Happy Podcast. I literally just hung up the phone with a client who I really feel terrible about, you guys. I never, I usually FaceTime with this client and I had to take it via the phone because I'm leaving and um, have just crazy stuff going on today. And I mean, back to back to back to back to back stuff. Really good news. I signed a book publishing deal this week. Super excited. Um, And I will let you guys know more about that when I have permission to do so. But, um, as of right now, this book is going to be coming out in June of next year. So this client and I, there's so many things I want to talk to you guys about, but one of the things, um, Oh, let me start with this. So I just finished this radio station interview, live radio station interview with Rich Natole, who's a comedian and Las Vegas entertainer. And it was freaking awesome. And it's on, it was all these great like real questions about relationships. Like what if your ex has all this anger and spews it all over you? And I super cannot wait, uh, to hear the replay of it. And I will link it in this podcast if I can. Uh, so that's number one. I love it. And it's all things relationships and guys, mm, gosh, it's a good one. Okay. Cause he just asked me questions that interviewers normally do not ask me. And I just was like, fine, I'll roll with this. This is awesome. Um, number two, is that I was supposed to have a guest on this week who is a internationally known comic and has three published books and he... Oh my gosh, guys, my husband called in and I'm recording this podcast on my phone and I just lost everything that I was saying to you. This has been my life technology woes. I am not even joking. I don't even know where I left off before this whole thing cut off, but, um, technology woes wise, let me just bust into that tangent for a half a second. Literally my Instagram is asking me to change my password every two seconds. I mean, every two seconds I will be on the app in the app and nobody has my password cause I've changed it a million times. And they're like, somebody is accessing your account. It's unauthorized, blah, blah, blah. It goes against our guidelines. And I'm like, what the major capital frickadoodle are you even talking about? I'm literally on here now. I reschedule. I mean, reschedule. Gosh, I'm a little bit. I change my password, go through the whole thing. And so, um, anyway, long story short, I tried to temporarily disable my account so that I don't have this problem anymore. And it's like, sorry, you can only disable your account once a, once a week. I have not disabled my account since last year. I want to scream. And this is just like the icing of the surface of, does that even make sense? The icing of the surface of my technology woes. Okay. So, um, what I was saying before we got disconnected was really awesome. All things relationship live radio interview with Rich Natole, comedian, Las Vegas entertainer. It is so great because he went on a limb and asked me all these questions that people do not normally ask in radio station interviews. And it was awesome. And I cannot wait to hear the replay and link it for you because we dove into a lot of cool stuff like, uh, what to do if your 
ex um, is spewing hate all over about you. Super fun stuff. I will link that in here. Um, the second thing that I was talking about when I got disconnected is that I had a different podcast set for this week, guys. Um, and I am super bummed because I totally counted my chickens before they hatched and put it out there last week. And honestly, his schedule, my schedule, they just are not aligning super technology woes, more, more, all that stuff. Um, but he is, uh, an international comic with a couple of books out and it would have been so funny and it was totally what I wanted to leave you guys with. Um, before I go to relax on a little mini vacation. Um, but unfortunately you're here listening to me. So thank you for being here. And I do not think it's an accident that this is episode 40 and I am turning 40. And also on that note, which I think I mentioned the publishing deal. I think that part did record, but maybe it did not. Um, what's really cool is that the, the interview, the interview, the meeting that I had with Sandy review of intention beads last week. Oh my gosh. Literally everything dates wise that she called out is a match for things that have been happening in my life down to the day that I signed the publishing contract. So, um, super stoked about that. And if you're wondering, how does that even work? That's such baloney. It's all made up. Let me just tell you the way that it works is that it's things, shifts, big planetary movements that are happening in your natal chart at the time of your birth, planets were in certain places. And as you go through your life, they move and they shift. This is my very layman's generic version of this. And so by looking at the natal chart and where these plants are, uh, planets are aligning and different things are happening and shifts are moving um, and triads in planetary alignments are happening, um, she can predict different events or things that will happen in your life. And that is how it works. And it is freaking amazing. If anything, it is just a tool and a guide to help you move through your regular life. And I absolutely love that. Um, okay. So let's see, let, let me go, let me recap real quick. Okay. We talked about publishing deal. We talked about Rich Natole's interview, which is amazing. And we talked about, um, guests that I was super stoked on not, not being able to come on the podcast in the foreseeable future. So I was on the line, uh, with a client and normally I do not meet with this client via the phone. I meet via FaceTime at minimum and, um, she's a very long time client and, uh, everything kept happening all day with technology on my phone. So I kept having to reschedule with her. Like we would get 20 minutes and then I had to reschedule 20 minutes. Awful, like awful. I feel so bad. I would never, um, want a client to have that discombobulated of a session. There's a certain flow and an arc and a peak that happens and then a come down. At least that's what I try to to kind of lay out in the course of a session. And it was just flaboozled, like gone out skis the window. Um, but anyway, I asked her the question that Susie brought up on the podcast a couple weeks ago, which is, and I shortened it. If nothing changed in your life in two years, how would you feel? And she was like, awful, horrible. This is not going to work for me. And so Here's the thing, guys. Sometimes I think we hold on to things that we want. 
and avoid getting the things or, or seeking or achieving the things that we need. I think sometimes we just hold on and dig our heels in and we're like, no, this is going to happen. This is exactly how I want it to be. And I'm not going to move because it's going to happen. And that is just not reality. Sometimes I remember when I first published Teetering on Disaster, my company got bought out by another company that I was working for in my day job as a marketing director. And my boss came to me, who is still one of my greatest mentors that I have ever had. I remember when I first, um, when he first took over as my manager, he said, this is just one stop on your resume. And I know that, but I want you to learn the most that you can while you're at this station. And by station, he just meant like this spot on the train track. And I was like blown away by that comment. He wasn't expecting me to stay there forever, but he wanted me to be the best version of myself that I could be while I was there. And I loved that guys. I mean, this guy is still hands down biggest mentor that I've had. One of the biggest mentors that I've had. Um, and anyway, so long story short, we got bought out and, and people were being offered early buyouts, like early retirements. And it was three months of severance. Um, you know, all, all things paid in the way of healthcare and stuff like that. And I was wrapping up teetering on disaster. And I was like, this is it. I'm going to take this three months and I am going to, uh, become a bestseller, bestselling author. And I'm going to have a book career for the rest of my life. <laughs> Six months later, huge wake up call. Holy moly. I need to get a job. Um, because now I've pretty much spent savings and pretty much have, uh, you know, blown through the severance and all of that. Um, and I did, I did get a job because I realized what I wanted was not aligning with what I needed, right? What I needed was some financial stability at the time. And I had the ability to get a job. Therefore, why would I put myself through the misery of not having financial stability? So ultimately, I got a job and I had to give up for that moment what I wanted versus for what I needed. But I think a lot of times we don't do this. We hold on to something for far too long and it could be all sorts of different things. It's not even necessarily career related. It could be relationships that aren't serving us. It could be the idea of having children. It could be anything. Um, and what we do is put ourselves through so much pain and misery because we miss all of the opportunities that are around us when we are so driven in and our feet are just so, no, I'm not moving. And so I think it's really important to look at these things and check yourself, like be real with yourself. Is this really serving me? Am I really getting what I want? Is this really working for me? And if the answer is no, then you may want to consider how you can shift some things in your life to get what you need instead. Because let me tell you guys, when I shifted and started focusing on the things I needed, everything in time came into place. It didn't mean that I stopped writing. As a matter of fact, I've published seven books since then and, have, and I'm in the middle of a publishing deal right now. It just wasn't the right timing. And I needed to get more life experience. I needed more experiences to happen. I needed more things to fall into place. And so... What, wherever you're at right now, whatever you're going through, if it's not working for you, it's time to step back and say, why am I forsaking myself from what I need for what I want? Why am I doing that? Okay, so that's one thought. 
And then the other thought about this is if you're really stubborn, maybe you're a Taurus. My husband's a Taurus, by the way, and you're just not going to give up this idea. Fine. I'm totally cool with that. But can I just tell you for a second, let's, you need to boss yourself. Like you need to straight boss yourself for the next three to six months. Like pick a date, pick a time and pick something tangible. Like perhaps it's a financial goal that you're going to tie to this thing that you want. Maybe it's, you know, a new customer or maybe it's um, saving enough money to go on a vacation or whatever it is. Maybe it's not financial at all. It is time to straight girl boss yourself. Be a boss lady and if you're a dude listening to this, be a boss man. And if you are gender confused listening to this, be that. Be you. You do you. But seriously, boss yourself. It is time right now to ask yourself, if nothing changes, because nothing will if I don't do anything different, will I be okay with this? If the answer is no skis, then it is time for you to set some real dates. I'm talking hardcore lines in the sand deliverables by three months from now or six months from now, I want to have obtained or achieved blank and, and then get to freaking work. Like if your goal is to write a book and you want to have that book available on Amazon within a year, then you, and you want that book to be 12,000 words. I'm just going to keep the easy math for myself because no coffee ever for like 120 days then it's time for you to say, I need to write a thousand words a month. And that breaks down to however many words a day or however many words a week or however you're going to do it. And then you need to hold your feet to the freaking fire. And if your life gets busy or you go do something else instead, or you decide not to do it, cool. That's totally fine. That means you've got to write twice as many words the next day, no joke, or twice as many words the next week or whatever. And hold yourself just like accountable, just like your boss would hold you accountable. Be the best version of yourself to yourself. Don't allow yourself to screw things off and decide they're unimportant because if you do that, you're never going to get what you want and you're not even going to get what you need because you're, you're throwing that aside. The, what I really need is just over here. So what we need to do is give ourselves that six months or whatever the window is going to be one year, three months, whatever, and then check yourself. And if after three to six months, you still have not achieved what you are looking for, then it is time to sit back and ask yourself, why not? Why did I not accomplish what I am looking for? And maybe there are some real legit things like funding or something like that, that you're waiting on from the bank or something legit, cool, fine. But if it's because you didn't do something or you didn't be the best version of yourself or you didn't take action that you could have taken, then maybe you really need to think about why you're holding on to this because you aren't holding on to this to get it done. You've already proven that to yourself. I know I'm kind of tough loving it today, guys. I'm tough loving it because I had this radio interview with this guy that asked some straight, legit, real life questions. And then I had a client session where I had to have some little tough love today. And I'm not normally the tougher lover therapist. I'm normally like a, let's talk about this, blah, 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 you know, like not, but sometimes the hammer has to come down. If I've been seeing you as a client for two years and nothing has changed and we're talking the same stuff, 
the hammer is coming down. That's just me. That's just who I am. And that's okay. I'm being me. I'm being me and doing no harm and being graceful about it. But yeah, so today's a little bit of a toughy lovey one. And I really want to see you guys achieve everything that you want in your life. Really want you to get everything that you dream of. But we can dream all day. But dreams without action do not come to fruition. Holy moly. Can I get a quote? Like that legit. That is dreams without action do not come to fruition. Hashtag quote unquote all that stuff. Okay. I said it. I mean it too because I want you to get it. I want you to achieve it. I want it to happen for you. And I know it can because I believe in you. All y'all. done with the rant. All right, let's talk about boo-boos for a second. <laughs> the other day I posted on Instagram because I'm like playing football with my son in the yard and I did like quarterback sack and got all scratched up, like super scuffed up on my knee bleeding, like right before we're going to go out on a super nice dinner date with my brother and, and my sisters, sister-in-laws. Uh, for our birthdays, for all three of all three of my brothers, no, I have two brothers. I'm the third. <laughs> all three of us children, one, two, three, two boys and a girl, me. Um, we're all born in November. Yeah, approximately forty weeks after Valentine's Day. Gross. I know. I'm just saying it, and it is like really impossible to not think about <laughs> every time my brother's birthdays roll around. Okay, so. We were going on this nice dinner date and I got to put this dress on and I'm like bleeding on my knees. And I was like, really? Like at what age do are you not supposed to be getting like boo-boos anymore? I remember boo-boos when I was a kid were like the biggest deal, especially like my son, even now, if I pull out the peroxide, he just starts freaking crying, like just bawling. And I'm like, I haven't even touched you. <laughs> like, and then to like pull his knee back. Oh, like fight me on it so hard. Like just like the dog at the vet. Like what is it about pulling into the vet? I swear my dog gains like 50 pounds in the parking lot. Like just dead freaking weight. And then I drag the dogs into the vet. I don't know what it is. And nothing bad has really even happened there to them. I I don't know. I think they smell yuck or something. I don't even know. Me and granted having a thermometer up your butt is not the most pleasant experience, but it's not like 50 pounds worthy, right? No, come on. Like two seconds. So anyway, yeah. So peroxide, I remember it being so awful like the worst thing in the world if you got there was one worst thing as a kid and that was my mom saying just wait until your dad gets home oh my god what was it about those words like honestly out of the two of them my mom was the more way more tougher reprimander 
and way more frequenter reprimanders. So why was it such a big deal? <laughs> but it was, it was like, oh, like just immediate tears. Just wait till your dad gets home. <laughs> I don't even think I've ever said that to my son just because I like still have P- no, no PTSD. Did we talk about that last week? We did not. Yeah, we did. Okay. <laughs> my weeks are blending. But anyway, I got to thinking about this whole like knee scuffs thing. And I was like, you know, really every single one of the bottle wounds that I have, like every single one of the scars that I have, every time I have bled or been bruised, I have gained so much more than the times when I haven't been. Like if I think back on the time when I was riding down the road on my 14 speed bike with my streamers on it and I learned how to ride with no hands and I was like look mom no hands and I totally lifted my hands and I was going 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 and then I started to lose some control and so I was falling and I put my hand I went to put my hands down on the asphalt to protect my face and the handlebars whipped around and my mom's standing there watching the whole thing but she can't do nothing about it The handlebars come around, they whip around, and they smack my hands out from underneath me, and my face slams onto the asphalt. And if you think I am exaggerating right now, I need to have my mom on this podcast to be like, yep, nope, she's legit, for real. This definitely happened. Because I got a black eye going into a new school. It was the third or the fourth grade, which I forget. Those details don't matter. Bottom line, new school. And I look like Rocky freaking Balboa. No joke. Like it was the, like guys, my mom had to take me to a special doctor who had to slit my eye and get the blood out like every couple days. This is how bad this injury was. Bam, right on my eye. But like, I still ride with no hands. I got back on the bike, right? I still ride with no hands. I love the feeling of riding down an asphalt road with no hands. It's amazing. I just pray to God I don't hit a rock. Um, But I learned so much from that experience about my resiliency and about what I'm capable of. And usually before a bad injury of some sort, not all the time, but sometimes, I was having a heck of a lot of fun. Like a heck of a lot of fun, so much fun before the injury happened. And I realized like as we get older, we have this idea that we're not supposed to get hurt this way physically, right? Like these boo-boos and these scrapes and these scratches, but we do get hurt. We get hurt emotionally. We still get hurt in these other deep ways. And sometimes neosporin and a little peroxide isn't going to be everything that you need to fix it. Sometimes, sometimes you've got to slit that wound back open, let it heal from the inside out. Like sometimes it's going to get ouchier before it gets better. And it's okay. It's okay because it means you had fun. It means you lived life. It means you gained something. It means you experienced something. And that is so beautiful. It's just so beautiful to think about this idea that all of these scars and all of these battle wounds were like our badges of honor. They were like something that we needed, something that a war that we needed to fight with ourselves. You know what I mean? Like something we needed to learn, something we needed to gain. 
And I love that. I love that idea. I'm sitting here right now and a storm is clearly moving in. It's very, very fall bordering winter now. All of the beautiful red and greens and yellows of all of the trees are pretty much on the ground in the form of dead leaves now. And it's just bare, a lot of bare trees. And of course, all the Christmas trees that, where I live is lots of Christmas trees. Um, only they're like, you know, 80 feet tall. And um, I'm actually looking at the parking lot that I parked at this last weekend to go for a bike ride with my son and my husband. And it was only 5.4 miles round trip, which isn't really much on a bike, but it it was all downhill when we started out. And my son, I remember he's going so fast and we're like, slow down, slow down, you know, because he's, he just got a seven speed bike. And so he's still learning like the new braking system, which isn't the back brakes. It's on the handlebars and stuff like that. We're like, be careful because there's gravel, whatever. He was having so much fun. And honestly, all of us just zooming down these hills. So fun. (laughs) And, um, we got to the bottom and I was like, well, now we have to go back up. (laughs) And my son looked at me like, it just clicked for him. Like never in the part when he was zooming down the hill, having fun, it didn't cross his mind (laughs) that what goes up, no, what goes down must come up. Like in order to get back, we have to come up the hill. We just went down and and mind you at eight years old, like he probably doesn't even recognize that this is like a steep, intense downhill. Um, of course though, in my adult mind, the whole time there was this holding back. I was holding back a little bit knowing that like, fuck, this is going to suck to pedal back up this thing. And, um, so anyway, it clicked for him that it was going to be all uphill. And I remember he goes, mommy, why couldn't they put the downhill in the end? <laughs> And it's true. Like sometimes you do, right? Sometimes you pick a path that the uphill is in the beginning and it's all hard freaking work. And then you get to sail and coast and enjoy like the rest of the way. It's like, woo. (laughs) But sometimes you have a little too much fun on the front end (laughs) and then the real work comes in. And that just happened to be the case for us that time. So we're riding back and we're coming up the hill and he's like, I can't do it. I can't go anymore. My butt hurts so bad. And I was like, we're good to this one spot right here. And then we'll take a break. You know, you'll earn a break for whatever. And I, guys, I was so proud of this little dude. Like he just kept pedaling and he was learning how to use his gears. And I'm like, okay, get in one, you know, he's downshifting so he can go into one to get up the hill and he was going slow. And then I taught him how to crisscross across the mountain. Cause it's just easier, um, to get up a hill sometimes to like take the longer route. Sometimes you got to crisscross a little bit because it gets exhausting to go straight. Sometimes you got to take the detours to, you know, crissy crossy it up to make it a little bit easier on yourself. And that's okay. Cause the point is when you get there, When you feel that sense of achievement, you're like, hell yeah, I just did that. We got to the top. He looked back and he was like, wow. I was like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for not giving up and for finding your grit and for making this happen. And he was panting and, oh, but it was beautiful. And then we get back to the car. We had another couple hills to go. We get back to the car and he says, mommy, I feel amazing. I feel so blessed. And I was like, you are amazing. You are amazing. And we are so blessed. 
And it was so cool to see him take all of his grit and his pain and his yuck and see something awesome in it. And I want that for you today. I want you to think about the thing in your life that is bringing you so much pain that you're really having to find your grit to get through. And I want you to find the one beautiful, amazing thing in it. Okay. I don't really do this, but I want to do this in this one. I want to take a deep breath together. In through the nose. Hold at the top. And let go. Let's do one more. In through the nose. Hold. Let go. I love it. I'm proud of you. Whatever you're doing, wherever you're at right now, I'm proud of you. That's all I've got for today. And I am going to go away on my mini vacation and be back fresh and rejuvenated for my solar return. Can't wait to see you next week. Take care. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links. Well, I guess I want to start by saying I am in Panama and I often, because we travel so much, get a ton of questions about, you know, travel in general and especially because we travel with a young child and I jotted down some like funny things that happened while we were on our trip so far and I also jotted down tons of things that came up that I'm like, oh, these make super good just travel tips. And, um, before I get into all of that, just like things that are unfolding in my life, I have recently deactivated my Instagram. Um, some of you know that have followed me, that I've been having tremendous amounts of problems with my password. It's been asking me to like reset my password 